1: Hi, everybody. I'm Tyler Green. I'm the host and creator of This Is My Family, and you're listening to OPP.
0: Pa bless, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of OPP. Other People's Podcasts is America's number one podcast discovery platform. The highlights of your favorite podcasters and the dope shows they created. I'm your host, Corey Cambridge. Our special guest this episode is Tyler Green, host of the amazing podcast, This Is My Family. This podcast talks about building a life with the people that we love. As a gay dad in interracial marriage, host Tyler Green's life is a testament to the fact there are many ways to define family today. In this episode, Tyler chats with me about his career in podcasting. His journey of self-discovery within his family. We get his podcaster's picks. And of course, we get into his dope show, This Is My Family. So, without further ado, allow me to introduce you to Tyler Green.
1: What up, Tyler? Hi, nice to see you again.
0: You know, Tyler, I'm so happy that we're doing this interview because some interviews and guests just come into your life at like the right time in your own life, right? Um... And, like, even for me now, I'm exploring my family. Like, I'm doing a piece with the New York Times about, like, my ancestry and my family. And this your show and you coming into my life is, like, the, at the right time where I'm like, whoa. And so I'm super honored to have you on the show, but I want to explore your family. What was, like, the family vibe for you, and, and how did your upbringing shape your family? mm
1: a good question. And um, uh, I'm just going to go back to my childhood. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I grew up in actually a fairly, um, I guess, stereotypical Midwestern, um, I guess you'd say middle class, possibly upper middle class, depending on when you asked um, what job my dad had at that point, um, household. He worked for major pharmaceutical companies as an accountant for 23 years um, in Michigan my mom um, worked you know various jobs at gas stations or in housekeeping or um, jobs like like that throughout most of her life actually still to, to this day she was recently let go from Disney because you know pandemic um, she's in Florida now um, but then I also had a sister Jessica and a brother my sister is younger than me my brother is older than me And so we had you know three kids of different ages um two pretty different parents who had different ways of of experiencing the world obviously through their jobs as i just mentioned but also just like almost in every other way um i would say up to a certain point my family was my life as a kid was pretty idyllic like we went to disney world we you know went on family trips and i planned all the trips because that's you know that's just in my bones and um and, you know, we, we had a pretty good, like my parents took care of us, like we had a pretty nice um, existence. And then, you know, my parents also liked to party. They didn't really get along very well all of the time. So there was, you know, some tension, some conflict. And as the middle child who was um, hyper vigilant I was always trying to like fix stuff and, and make sure everybody was taken care of. And my mom used to always say, you're going to be a lawyer one day. And she didn't know what a podcaster was then so um and uh so yeah there was that there was that i mean and that could be like a whole podcast in and of itself how we um, navigate um childhoods that have some addiction in them and minimally tension and how you take care of that um
0: I, i i got a real simple question for you like super simple describe your your family upbringing right describe your family. In one
1: word the first word that came to me when you just said that was crazy and
0: a, and why and is I, that
1: <laughs> and i mean that in kind of an, an endearing way like my mother my father my sister my brother myself all of us are very distinct characters with very big personalities in different ways um and so at our best that craziness manifests in these wonderfully exciting trips to Disney World and we (laughs) rented an RV and like drove from Kalamazoo or Galesburg actually um, to Orlando (laughs) like that kind of stuff right and then at our worst like um, you know we can we can argue with the best of them and so I think their craziness I think is probably not the best word to use I think there's probably a better word to use because I don't want to be um, disingenuous to mental illness in general, but like um, that's the word that came up <laughs> um, immediately. Yeah.
0: And I have a, a follow up question to that. You, now you have your own mm-hmm. family, right? And you've built your family. How would you describe your family that you've built for yourself in one word?
1: Man the same word comes up <laughs> crazier. <laughs> yeah, crazier I mean you know my husband and I we have now almost a two-year-old um, and you know my husband and I are very different and we're all we're both very distinct in our ways um, we're, we're both like you know dramatic in our own ways my aspirational word for my current family is vibrant um, at our best It feels it feels like um, despite the fact that we're in a global pandemic and there are certainly moments where I'm depressed and like I'm not happy with how my son is behaving or how my husband is acting. um, But I think overall it feels vibrant. It feels like we we've started to like exercise and hike and like try to take care of ourselves because, you know, we're Californians now. So we have to do all that. Um, uh, And so, yeah, I think and vibrant, vibrant and chaotic and kind of the the juxtaposition of those um, makes more sense. Because
0: I'm learning through my own journey with, with family and learning about my family and learning about family history that I'm learning more about myself in this journey. I'm learning about other people, but I'm also learning about myself too through other people, right? Um, how have you learned about yourself, you know, through creating your own family?
1: Man, these are good questions. I feel like I need coffee. <laughs> good morning, soda. dog. It's um, like 10. <laughs> good morning. Um, I have learned that I can be a pretty selfish person. Um, and I think if we're all being honest with ourselves, most of us are pretty selfish because that's, I believe, the nature of being a human. Even the most compassionate practitioners of Buddhist meditation would probably tell you that they are selfish Um aspiring maybe not to be but um, you know I think especially in a pandemic and my husband and I are pretty different you know I don't know if you know the Myers-Briggs but he's an INFJ I'm sorry I'm an INFJ and he's an ISTP so the I we share introversion his is 30 out of 30 and mine is 5 out of 30 and then every other every other designation is the opposite so um, I have to listen to him, you know, and I have to pause my story, my interpretation. My husband is also grew up the majority of his life in China. He moved here 13 or 14 years ago. Again, the numbers are going to be wrong Um, to uh, go to the School of the Art Institute of Chicago and and has become a citizen uh, two years ago, I believe. However, like we are, you know, a multicultural household, mixed race household. He, com- you know, he comes from China. I come from a small town in Michigan, <laughs> and so with all of that, like you have to pause at least and try to listen for what the person is actually saying, right?
0: Back in my rapper days, having this conversation brought up like a lyric, le- one of my lyrics that I wrote like a long time ago, and I had to like jot it down, and it's about like my own dad. And, and mom, uh, but in particular my dad in this line. And there was a line I said that I was like, um, uh, I emerged when the egg hit the semen and I inherited his angels and I inherited his demons. Right? And I've learned now that as I'm stepping into manhood into my own life, that you know, and we 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 develop um we kind of can bear the burden of our own family traumas, right? If they if they didn't deal with it, back then it could pass along to us you know today and so on the happier side of that on the angel side like what were the qualities about your family that you were like this is just super dope and I'm, I'm carrying this on to the next generation
1: I, I love my father's um, ability to turn any like major holiday into an event and so like Christmas especially like near the end of our childhood like you know there was more attention and and so but christmas was always we're not religious like at all um you know the whole like midwestern i believe in god thing and like um but like not going to church kind of you know situation (laughs) and so he would turn christmas into like there were just like so many incredible little tiny rituals like he would we would leave cookies for Santa and he would write a letter back as Santa in like calligraphy basically (laughs) um, pretending he was Santa. And, and so I really love that, like the the creating kind of these joyful moments around what are like traditionally pretty materialistic and kind of like basic um, ideas in a lot of ways. Um, Very funny sidebar. Like my husband did not grow up around Christmas at all in China. And so it's taken, it's still, I'm still still working on him. And this is an area of growth for both of us.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, before we get into your podcast, I, I've, you know, you mentioned that your, your partner is from, from China. And so I'm, you know, I'm in an interracial relationship and and understanding to like, well, my family's going to be a lot different than how I grew up because my partner grew up in such a different, environment right uh cultural environment you know what excites you about bringing multiple multiple cultures into your family that weren't there for for you and your upbringing
1: yeah 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 i think i mean it's incredible every day i learned something new i'm teaching i'm learning mandarin right now um which i should have learned years ago um, but it's every week. I have a teacher in China actually, and we do an hour lesson. And I um, kind of learn the foods I'm cooking, and I cook a lot for my husband because his mom um, is not not able to be here. She's sort of stuck in China because of travel restrictions, and she was going to help us take care of our son. and And so I've learned how to make um, some things. And any time that I make Chinese food, is instant spirits are up from from my husband. And so um, I I I wouldn't really probably have it any other way. I think I'm interested in kind of growing and learning as much about the people around me as possible. And um, and so I, we get to kind of do that with each other. And even on his side and learning about the Midwest and how I grew up in various traditions and like there's always a good conversation to have. I think, um, you know, I think Asians specifically during the pandemic um, have been, You know harmed and have been physically abused and and there's a lot of stories that are coming out now that um are really hard for him and so kind of navigating that space with him and trying to be supportive where i can and kind of step away when i need to um there's no formula it's just you you just have to be there for your person and um and learn as much as possible
0: My my next question is um Oh, here we go. So, for folks who who uh have not t- heard your show, This is My Family. Give me the elevator pitch for the show. This
1: is My Family is a podcast about building a life with the people you love. Period. <laughs> um it's uh, a show that is really as I was trying to develop, I want—I knew I wanted to make a podcast in the pandemic with my friends, and I knew that I wanted to invest money into it and make it really good. Uh, my first objective was to create a show that I hosted that sounded beautiful so that I could, you know, the whole co- podcast as a calling card kind of thing, right? Um, but we also know from experience that if you just make a podcast that's just a calling card, there's a chance it might not be that good. So, We spent months talking about what is the show that Tyler wants to make, and my senior producer, Trisha Bobita from Nerdette Podcast and and other uh, podcasts of fame, uh, really pushed me to think about my family um, as my unique sort of story, my unique perspective in the world. So I am, you know, a white guy who grew up in southwest Michigan who ended up going to a liberal arts school and kind of navigating the world of entertainment and performance. And then uh, my husband, who grew up in China and came to this country to study and become a you know high-level user experience designer. And then we had a baby um, through surrogacy using my sister's eggs and my husband's semen and creating this beautiful child, Sam. And then we've got, of course, my associated parents from that. So we've got my small-town parents. And then we've got my husband's small town slash metropolitan parents from China and like the various levels of acceptance and whatever the opposite of rejection acceptance and rejection there's so much there and I have a lot of privilege as a white man um, a lot uh, and uh, being in an interracial marriage with a man um, raising a baby, there are certain microaggressions that you experience when you walk into the doctor's office, when you walk into the grocery store, um, where I get a little bit of an insight into how it might be for people, um, who aren't white men, (laughs) um, and it sucks, and it's not fair, and it's, um, it's not right and so there is like a little bit of a there's not a little bit. There's a huge fire in me to tell stories that resonate with people of all types So that they feel more connected with whoever that person is so that they understand that actually our divisions Are not as big as we think they are and if our divisions are as big as we think they are then we talk about it and um and so I got really inspired by that fire, thanks to Tricia and the team, and decided that we would create a show where we talk to people about their families and how their families of origin shaped them, how their chosen or biological families um, guided them, and kind of use that as the underpinnings for, for the first season. Tyler,
0: what do you want listeners to learn about family from listening to your show?
1: I want people to understand that there is not just one way to have a family, and that love and human relationship are the centerpiece to most people's lives. Whether we like it or not, that is how we are created. And I would really love to myself be able to walk into a doctor's office um, or a grocery store and not feel the glances. You know, I'm a pretty sensitive person. I can feel people's energy. I would like to not have people just looking at me, even if they're interested and they think my kid is cute. You know, that sort of microaggression of like, oh, so adorable, but what's behind it is like, oh, two guys with a baby, right? I would love for people like me to not have that experience. I would love, and and that applies to every arrangement of family possible. If somebody chooses to not have a child, I would love for society to not pressure that person into feeling like they're not enough because they've made that choice. Um, I would like people to understand, like, for example, my friend I will call now Latrice Royale, famous drag queen, um, you know, there's much more to Latrice than meets the eye. I would love for people to to listen and figure out how people are made through their family. We've come to a part of the
0: show called Our Podcaster's Picks. Now, this is what I asked the guests of today's show to provide me with their top three favorite podcasts that they enjoy that we should be listening to. So, Tyler, take it away.
1: Okay. Well, the first one is easy. It's Kara Swisher's Sway from New York Times Opinion. It just came out during the pandemic. For those of you who don't know, Kara Swisher is like a tech journalist. She, you know, holds people in power accountable, people like... Uh, Elon Musk, people like Mark Zuckerberg, people like Anna Wintour, people like that on her show. And I just love Kara so much. I have only recently fallen in love with her. Um, she just has this amazing ability to call bullshit in a way that people will actually, on the other side, re- respond to. And I don't know what it is. It's her magic sauce. And I love that show so so much also because it's an interview show that is highly produced, and you can tell that a lot of thought went into how my time was going to be spent with mm. Kara and her guest. Um, so I love that. Okay, so the second one is I believe it's like Crime Town season two, it's called The Ballad of Billy Balls. Um, it's a little bit about punk in New York in like the 80s and 90s, and then. You know, I think this is a lot of people's favorite podcast right now, but It's Been a Minute with Sam Sanders is constant for me. Sam is, uh, I worked with him a little bit when I was at WBEZ in Chicago on his uh, show. We did a live show at the Old Town School of Folk Music with Sam Irby. And um, it was amazing. He is everything you think he is in real life. He is, he has this ability to be the kindest, most gentle host Um, and also like cover the noose in a way that feels like I can actually swallow it. You know, like sometimes you get those big ass like vitamins and like, they're like really hard to swallow. (laughs) Like, but this is a weird example. (laughs) (laughs) I hope Sam never hears this, but like, it feels like it's just like an easy kind of, it's not easy because sometimes the show is talks about tough stuff, but does it in a way that I think is just, again, beautifully produced, um, but creates such a welcoming, um, space for people to just process shit during these, these trying times.
0: And and uh, Tyler, before we get out of here, why do you podcast?
1: Because I can't do anything else. No, I'm kidding. Um, God, I love this question and it's really hard to answer in a way that I'm satisfied with. Um, I podcast primarily, I think, uh, It's going to be a stereotypical response, really, but the intimacy of the medium. And so by that I mean I grew up in theater. I love going to concerts, big arena shows. I'm obsessed. Um, I could talk to you for an hour about arena shows, pop shows (laughs) specifically. Um, But uh, but podcasting takes kind of – Some of the storytelling and character stuff of theater, and it takes it can take some of the actual sonic parts of a of a live musical performance, um, and it just puts it right in your in your head. I was gonna say your face, sort of your face, just puts it right there, and so you do have this like ability to form, I think, deeper, more authentic relationships with the people who listen to your show, and I really believe that the world should be. A nicer place I feel like the world should, just should be a little more easeful to live on this planet and there's a lot of people where that is well most people these days where that's not the case but there's a lot of people because of what they look like or how they exist in the world where it's just it's just is harder no matter how good life may be and I think that the audio medium is a really amazing way for those people to tell their stories and for people to listen and kind of do it on their own time and in their own terms and be able to have their own experience with that person's voice, right? So I do believe that podcasting Mm -hmm. is changing the world, has changed the world, and will continue to in in pretty profound ways that neither of us even know what that looks like. And, you know, um, I'm excited to continue to watch the evolution. And and honestly, I'll say, like, as like a – sort of another way of looking at this question why are we podcasters (laughs) like like why is this our business like why aren't we film directors or like you know tv directors it's like i grew up i have a degree and training in directing theater you know complicated live events putting on events that you know um why am i not still doing that and i i am still kind of interested in those things like you and i talked about intellectual property and making sure that that's protected for your podcast and maybe like turning your show into a movie or a tv show so who knows maybe i'll be a sitcom writer someday um but sticking to one medium and like really becoming an expert in this medium i think the way that the stars have aligned for me have allowed me to really go deep And so I've only recently been like, I am a podcaster (laughs) and not like I am a podcaster and a theater director and this, this, that and the other thing. Um, And so I think that the medium is allowing people now, especially those of us who have been in it since the beginning, really, to call ourselves veterans. And it feels good to be a veteran, I think.
0: Thank you all so much for tuning in to another episode of OPP and to our special guest, Tyler Green. You can check out his amazing podcast, This Is My Family, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode was produced by Justin Richards. Music for this episode was produced by Richie Quake. And are you down with OPP? If so, check out OPP.news for the latest in podcast news and releases. And while you're still listening, How about giving me a five-star rating and leaving me a comment in the Apple app? It'll really mean a lot to your boy. Well, I'm your host, Corey Cambridge. God bless everybody. Till next time.
1: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods